0: To worship, it is good to see you. Uh, there are some that see us; we don't see them because they're joining us online. Also, a word of welcome. A blessed Mother's Day to you. I have a hunch that maybe that's why our numbers are a little bit off today. People, you got to get in and get a place if you've gone out to brunch, and those reservations don't make themselves, you know. So. Um, I think it's perfectly fine for us to cheer those folk on and hope that they are having a wonderful time together as family. So we'll hold the fort. We will pray, we will sing, and we will worship. And uh, I'm glad we can do all of that. So um, I will make a note about the prayers of the people that Mother's Day is complicated for some, and I think we need to be honest about that too. So the prayers take in some of those complicated Dynamics that I think we can hold in our hearts as well. We are at the sixth Sunday of Easter, well into John's Gospel, and I have been struggling with kind of a way to think about John's Gospel or to experience it, and it turns out that it's not starting line, finish line, uh, although some of us might prefer that. It occurred to me that maybe it's more like this labyrinth, which some of you are familiar with the idea of walking a labyrinth in prayer, or like with this one that my friend Vern gave me, uh, you can just trace. And the idea is that no matter where you are on this labyrinth, you get an idea of where you've been, where you're going, and what's around you, and it all kind of folds in on you at once. I like to think about John's Gospel that way, that it kind of all folds in on us, and I thought I would borrow a phrase from a commentator, that it starts with love and it ends with love, and I thought, yeah, but it also is kind of wrapped throughout, and there's really no place you can go on this journey and not have it bend back to love. So I'm going to do a quick look at you make sure I haven't just wandered really off the rails, but I I hope this uh, maybe bit of visual aid is useful as uh, we go into the sermon time today. If you have the bulletin and also the large red hymnal, those will be useful today as we worship. We will be using worship setting four. And you might have also noticed as you came in, that things look a little different because, well, Sheila is here um, filling in for Lily today. Uh, Sheila is the organist at First Lutheran Port Colborne, which explains why when I came in, I heard under her breath, what, you again? (laughs) So, yeah, me again. (laughs) Oh, I'm kidding. So, but we thank you for being here and leading us today, as Sylvia and Jen will also Thank you. Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and the Father will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them, and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of our Lord. Lord, should be seated. and peace from God, creator of all, the Christ who was, who is, and who is to come, and the Spirit who draws alongside us. Some of you have told me stories of driving mountain passes, and I imagine... You might have a story about that. Correct me if I'm wrong. You do not start at the peak of the mountain and drive straight down. Is that correct? Might there be a switchback or two involved to kind of slow you down just a little bit and make sure you don't go crashing down the mountain? Switchbacks might be important for us in John's Gospel because if we try to go from peak to prairie, Without even tapping the brakes, we might be in trouble because we'll start to think, oh, well, if I keep God's commandments, I'll earn brownie points, and God will love me. Well, God's been there, done that. You're already loved. It's everywhere within and around you. So something else is happening. In fact, think circle now for a moment, now that I have you careening down switchbacks. Metaphors mix while you wait. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. What does Jesus command? Love one another as I have loved you. You see how circular that is? And how the path of the gospel does really bend in on itself? Jesus loves that abiding language, that living embodiment of love. So we're not necessarily talking about checklists, things to do, and ideologies to sign off on. We're talking about a path. In John's gospel, even as we hear Jesus saying the new commandment is to love there's a bit of a hairpin curve. If we look backward, we see Jesus, the night that he was betrayed, washing feet and breaking bread, knowing full well the company he kept, but loving them to the end, the gospel says. Now, I hope I'm not casting too much shade on those first followers of Jesus I am reminded, though, of something a friend of mine liked to say, that she pictured Jesus and his followers on their little road trips, and when they'd camp out at night, frequently they would sleep with one eye open, because these disciples came from groups that often opposed each other outside of the Jesus community. It's also true that when Jesus talked about the end of his life, what was the first thing the followers did? They started squabbling over a succession plan. And yet, the trail bends and reminds us that Jesus loved them to the end. And not just them. Remember what John says and quotes Jesus as saying? That God is willing to risk it all by sending the embodiment of the word of God, this Jesus, into the world? So the love then is not just for this happy little band of followers. It's for the entire world. It's universal. The road also bends forward to when Jesus shows us what that love sometimes looks like by the giving of his life, the taking of it up again. And if you look Farther down the road, you just get a glimpse of Jesus after the resurrection, asking Simon Peter, remember him, do you love me? If you do, feed my sheep. Tend my lambs, Jesus says. I'm not sure there's anywhere on this path in John's Gospel you can go and not see somewhere love. Bible scholars actually took out their abacus and counted it up. (laughs) Fifty some odd times the word comes up in John's Gospel. It is an embodied love Dr. Caroline Lewis reminds us. It's not just something that we talk about. And so it is that on this sixth Sunday in Easter, we remember what has been written in that first letter of John. That we love because God loved us first. We love because God has sent into our midst another advocate. Did you notice that? Another Jesus being the first to come alongside and to teach and to heal, to comfort and confront, but to embody love. It is this Jesus who invites us onto the same path of embodied love. Love for God, for one another, for this beautiful planet that God has made for all people, for all people creation. Yes, we love because we were loved first. Amen.